is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing along if you know it. And 
band has brought our voices together to sing we are indeed yes with joy we are indeed glad to be here to worship God who is altogether oh, lovely altogether worthy altogether wonderful amen I'm Pastor Mark and uh, welcome here's Harmony Toluca Lake an affirming faith community in the second campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church and it is an honor to connect with you today on this day it's in person Hallelujah, as well as, yes, as well as connect on live via live stream. And hey, some are even going to listen to worship today via the podcast. And connection is important as well as community. And we give praise to God for all of these amazing blessings. Now, heads up that we're still in what we're classifying a soft opening, as we can tell. And so we're still testing out the audiovisual technology, getting used to some of the enhancements that are happening here during worship. So for the next week, uh, maybe in a couple more weeks, we're, we're on our toes, and it's all good. Uh, but I also want to extend our gratitude and appreciation to the tech team, the hardworking tech team in the back, yes, for all they've done and all they are doing. Uh, continuing with recognition, uh, it is important that we recognize that the celebration for National Hispanic Heritage Month has begun. It began this past Wednesday and continues, I believe, through October the 15th. And every year since 1989, National Hispanic Heritage Month has been observed by celebrating the, um, the histories and cultures and uh, contributions of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain and uh, Mexico, the Caribbean, uh, Central and South America. And next Sunday, we're going to have a special moment during worship in which our own Viviana Vasquez will share with us. And we look forward to that, yes. So uh, we've all, uh, we also want to extend, in addition to our tech team, our thanks, we're also grateful to uh, this morning's worship participants and that includes the worship band and special guest, uh, Malcolm Ali, and uh, pastoral intern, Jace Lucas, Jewel de Guzman, and the Reverend Jefferson Beaker, who will now lead us in prayer. As we move into our time of prayer and of contemplation, I would like to invite you to get comfortable where it is that you were seated. 
and allow yourself to be in a spirit of prayer and a spirit of reflection and one of receiving divine spirit moving through all aspects of your wonderful being. God is always so much more than we could ever humanly imagine. So as we come to this time, may we be absorbed into the fullness that is the unlimited, perfect love of God. We each have individual concerns and prayer requests that weigh heavily on our hearts. And as we turn toward Spirit God, we know that Spirit God is always right where we are at every moment. This divine power of all that is good, all that is healing, all that is reconciliation, all that is perfect, is right here, now and always, is close to you as your very next thought. Even before we, we call, God is there. And even before we make our requests known, we can know that all that is God is touching and renewing and meeting our needs in our lives in amazing ways. For those who seek healing, the fullness of God is there. For those who seek justice, the fullness of God is there. For those who seek understanding, the fullness of God is there. For our troubled and divided country, with its division, prejudice, hate, and turmoil, we can know that in the midst of all that, the fullness of God is here. We see this perfect light of the divine also touching the lives of those whom we love, those in our communities, those whom we perhaps will never know. For God is the same everywhere. God is the creative and empowering energy that has created all things. And so, we affirm that we are one with this magnificent energy and vibration. If there is within you a prayer that rests upon you something that has weighed heavily on your heart, you can offer that prayer up to God, knowing that it is received into the creative, healing, comforting energy of the divine. In having lifted up your prayer, Know that your request has been heard and the answers you seek are even now within you. 
These answers will continue to unfold as you are ready to understand and receive them. Knowing deeply that our prayers have been answered, we can let go of any attachment we may have to specific outcomes as our own view may be limited. As our journey twists and turns, we rely upon faith to lean into uncertainty. Even though you may not yet see and experience those answers, let us give gratitude and thanksgiving to God for this beautiful outpouring of spirit and all that is perfection and grace. Amen. Thank you, Rev. Jefferson. And now, after that moment of reflection, I'd like to take a moment and ask you to reflect on your life. Over the past one, two, three years, think about the things that have changed in your life. Some may not be great, but others probably fill you with a lot of joy. And to... <laughs> That was a delayed, we'll get there, we'll get there. We're getting back to it, right? So I am excited to share with you a change that has happened in the last one, two, three years at our Harmony campus. And that is the birth of a bunch of babies. Would you believe that just, just on a regular basis, we're chatting with eight families under the age with eight families with children under the age of 3 and so many more with children up to 11 12 13 and because of that it's time for us to get serious about harmony kids So we have a lot of amazing updates. A lot of work has been happening behind the scenes. There's been a great group of people that has been meeting on Zoom and, and getting things ready and, and even more that have been coming and painting in the fellowship hall and uh, cleaning, scrubbing toys. And all of you have contributed so much with your donations and what you've given to the nursery. And it's so exciting that we have another big update for you that is coming to us by way of video right now. Is that Mr. Rogers? Well, of course it is because it was chilly today and I wanted to put on my favorite cardigan because let's be honest, all I aspire to be is the gay version of Mr. Rogers. All right, enough of that. And yes, I'm looking at my notes because I'm pretty, but I'm not perfect. Y'all, we have a couple of really exciting announcements. Harmony Tots Nursery will be available every single week. This is a children's ministry starting on September 26th with Harmony in-person worship, and it's for kids ages zero to three. Uh, it's a safe and a warm and a welcoming space for children. It's gonna be led by two trained, certified, vaccinated and masked caretakers each week. Yay, science. Harmony Kids with a Z for ages, uh, kids ages three to 11. It's gonna continue to meet the first and the third Sunday of every month. On October 3rd and 17th, we will continue to meet online, hosted from the jazzy new Harmony Kids room. Take a look. 
Isn't it so cool? Um, now, in November, Harmony Kids, with a Z, will convene in the freshly prepared patio space just north of the sanctuary. All right? Uh, we're excited. Uh, we're excited to continue to build this community for our kids that we love so much. And we look forward to sharing uh, the love of God with all of our kids to continue to build that community. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to one of us. So how exciting that Next week, we will have a class for children here at Harmony. I cannot wait. And we have so much more planned, as Eric said. Next week, our TOT Start meeting, and we already have our older kids meeting online, and they'll be in person in November, and we're already looking at how we can do that as safe as possible, outside, distance in the fellowship hall, whatever we need to do. We also already have plans for next year for that class to start meeting every single week as well. And hopefully sometime next spring, we'll even have an offering for toddlers between that baby and elementary age because we have so many, so many kids that are going to be growing up so fast. But all of that said, we need your help. We have an amazing group of volunteers recruited. I can't wait to start working with them. They're being trained after service today. If you wanna stop by and say hi in the parking lot, it's gonna be great. But we need a couple of additional volunteers. We need at least one more person who would be willing to help us once a month with check-in, so just helping families get kids to the right class, and one more person who's willing to help with our youngest group, ages zero to three. So if either of those interest you, Feel free to reach out to me, uh, Rev. Dave, Beth. We'd love to connect you and get you set up. Um, and it's going to be a really great opportunity to show children that God loves them and that we love them. Amen. Now, all of that said, Harmony Kids comes to you through the gifts that you give. And if you would like to keep giving to Harmony Kids or any of the ministries in the church, you can do that through a little thing we call the Joy Box. So we have a brand new box in the back of the room. It is secure and bolted to that wall. So there's a little black box that says Joy Box. Mm, delayed again. That's okay. You all get there. Soft launch. It's okay. Um, you can also give online or by text or mail. However you give, though, give generously. Give as God leads you to give and give with joy. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. The translation is from the Common English Bible. All the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around Jesus to listen to him. The Pharisees and legal experts were grumbling, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus told them this parable. Suppose someone among you had 100 sheep and lost one of them. Wouldn't he leave the other 99 in the pasture and search for the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, he is thrilled and places it on his shoulders. When he arrives home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, celebrate with me because I've found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need to change their hearts and lives. 
Or what woman, if she owns 10 silver coins and loses one of them, won't light a lamp and sweep the house, searching her home carefully until she finds it? When she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, celebrate with me because I've found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, joy breaks out in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who changes both heart and life. Words of God, words of life. Thanks be to God. Amen. I've learned to slam on the brake Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake Before I leave with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare no stepping up if you slip away So I got nothing to share No, I got nothing to say Step out, step out of the sun If you keep getting burned Step out, step out of the sun Because you've learned, because you've learned On the outside, always looking in Will I ever be? More than I've always been Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass I'm waving through a window I try to speak but nobody can hear So I wait around for an answer to appear While I watch, watch, watch people pass I'm waving through a window Can anybody see?
Thank you for Melinda. She's sharing her vocal talent with the song as we listen to Waving Through the Window. And that comes from the, the, one of the outstanding songs that's from the musical Dear Evan Hansen. And this morning, we continue as well as conclude the two-parter thematic, The Gospel According to Broadway, by focusing on this particular musical that was a smash hit. It was nominated for nine uh, Tony Awards in 2017. It won six, including Best Musical, and for good reason. And uh, we also celebrate that Broadway has reopened. It's reopened, and now hallelujah, and so they are back. Uh, but also, they're not only welcoming audiences back at full capacity, but they also have put and implemented those safety protocols, putting them in place. And also, later this week, interestingly enough, there is the film adaptation of this musical that's going to be released. And I'm going to admit to you, though, now, that although I love musicals, I'm much more of a live theater person for musicals instead of just movies. Uh, I remember uh, fondly that I saw Dear Evan Hansen at the Amundsen Theater, uh, that's downtown in L.A. in the fall of 2018, and wow, wow, I, I was just completely blown away by it. Uh, it's a story about a, a letter that was never meant to be seen and a lie that was never meant to be told, and all of these, though, they lead the, the leading character, and that's Evan Hansen, to the one thing that he has always wanted, and that is the opportunity to connect. Uh, while I mentioned in last week's message with uh, Shrek the Musical that I don't want to give you all the nuts and bolts and the A to Z of the storyline and all that stuff, uh, this week I am going to have to share just a little bit more, just a little bit more about this musical's plot, uh, but I'm going to keep it succinct. So Evan Hansen is a high school senior, and he's dealing with severe social anxiety. And it's uh, so severe, his anxiousness, what happens is it adversely inhibits his ability to uh, connect with other people, to make friends. And so what he does is he isolates himself. And here's a, a teenager, and just imagine that. This is a teenager that is just aching in his heart. He's aching for understanding. He's aching for that belonging. And all of this is happening in the midst of the uh, chaos and the cruelty of the social media age. Um, and none of that can be easy. And, but so to help him along, Evan's counselor says, uh, write letters to yourself. And so that's what he does, and it's to build up his self-esteem. Um, hence the title of the musical, Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, but one day in particular is so bad that Evan writes that he's given, giving up hope, that he's wondering, he's wondering if it's his destiny to be utterly ignored and to be an outcast for the rest of his life. Um, and, so, and he's also, he's just wondering, you know, is anybody going to notice if he weren't there, and this ties directly into what Melinda's saying, waving through the window, he feels lost. Well, soon, uh, Evan, he embarks on a journey of self-discovery uh, as this hopeless-filled letter, it finds its way into the hands of a grieving couple whose son, Connor, took his own life. And Evan finds himself now in the center of this tragedy and so, 
he wants to comfort Connor's distraught family, so what he does is he makes an attempt, and oof, it's misguided, because he pretends to be, actually be good friends with this boy. Well, surprise, Evan's social currency suddenly rises. Suddenly, he's noticed by his peers. He's, he's making friends. He's becoming popular. His social media is starting to build. And that's got, him, that's got to make him feel good. He's no longer invisible. Yet, when all of this happens, Evan is drawn deeper into the lie and this causes a rolling effect of how one lie leads into another lie that leads into another. And then inevitably everything comes crashing down. And this is the point where the youngster has to make a tough decision. Is he willing to risk everything that he has now gained? Is he willing to risk everything he's ever wanted? I'll leave it at that. At this moment. So today's reading from the gospel according to Luke chapter 15 verses 1 through 10, it provides us with two parables, and you heard that from Jewel, and these parables are about being lost, experiencing loss, being searched for, uh, uh, being found, and then of course there's the celebration. You see though, parables are never about one thing, it's not just one interpretation of a story that has been told. And so you can see that what Jesus is saying today, well, you may be able to relate to that in some aspect of your life, but what applies to Jason is not going to apply to Jason. It's going to be different. And that's the beauty of parables because when you look at them later, and we're talking days, weeks, months, years, you're going to get different insight when you take a look at it. And that's the continual, and the continual, I do mean that, continual blessing of parables. Uh, they're shared with Jesus, uh, by, shared by Jesus with the people, and that includes us. Well, this go around when I was reflecting on this scripture passage, uh, verse 2 first caught my attention. There was that word, sinners, sinners. And I, you could just visualize the Pharisees and the scribes are just griping griping, just saying, oh, oh, this man, he welcomes sinners and he eats with them. And I thought, huh, we say that Jesus welcomes everyone, right? Jesus welcomes everyone. And I guess, I just guess some folks just can't be happy about that, right? They, all they, got, they just want to make sure that they have their own clear definition of who Jesus is and they want to uh, put Jesus in a box, Jesus all prim and proper, Jesus sitting only with the godly, and you define godly, right? Uh, Jesus, a certain skin color, he's got a certain hair color, height, weight, always got to have a certain demeanor. And for most Christians, the question would be, well, how, 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 who would you say Jesus is? Who would you say Jesus is? And by the way, just giving a plug that for next Sunday, we're going to start a new sermon series called Freeing Jesus. And so the question here is, is do you, can you think and imagine Jesus hanging out with just anyone, anywhere, anytime, being with you and me wherever we are, with whatever we, it is that we're dealing with? I want to be clear about this. This man, Jesus, he welcomes everyone and hangs out with them. He hangs out with us. That's good news. 
And then what follows are these two parables, and those can certainly, these can certainly be interpreted in a way that's from the standpoint of who is lost, right? And we talk about who is lost, and it's focusing on the sheep, it's focusing on the shepherd, uh, not the sheep and the coin. The sheep and the coin is their focus. And what is the focus there about the sheep and the coin? They're sinners. They are sinners. That's what, that's sometimes that's that traditional interpretation of this. And it's as though they're the only ones who aren't whole. I mean, think about it. I want you to think about this. Sure, the one out of 100 sheep is lost, right? The one out of 10 silver coins is lost, correct? But I want you to think about this in a different way. What about the shepherd? What about the woman? Did they not experience loss and a part of themselves as well? In these stories, indeed, they did lose a part of themselves. So the focus suddenly becomes something that is collective rather than it just being about who's in and who's out. We are then to wonder, will we all be made whole again? Now, turning to Evan Hansen, he's dealing with deep sadness and loneliness, and there's a part of him that is lost, and he wonders, is this, ever, is this all there is to life? Can he be made whole? Can he ever be in relationship with others? Will he ever make that genuine connection? Does anybody even care what he's going through with that feeling of aloneness? And I got to tell you, that resonated with me. It resonated with me because loss and loneliness are something that all of us have experienced. Asking those very same questions. Face it, sometimes we know we are lost. Other times, we don't know. But what we do know inherently is that something is missing. Something is missing. A part of the whole is missing. Lost. And truth is, in today's world, real and, and virtual, it's easy to get lost. It's easy to get lost in cyberspace. And all of the various options that are before us with social media, interaction, uh, the, the online gaming and the like. And guys, hang on, hang on, hang on. So <laughs> worship band's going to do a special number in this sermon here. So it's easy to get lost because we also can get lost in the fear and the anger that is per often perpetuated in our own lives. Often we can get lost into that. Often it is easy to get lost physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually uh, with what is going on through our isolation? We've isolated ourselves. Sometimes we can get lost in bad relationships. Bad decision-making, anyone? Sometimes we can get lost in our connections to faith, to the church, to God. It's easy to get lost and disconnected. Attempts, often we want to attempt to deal with loneliness and that sometimes can throw us off course. It can veer us off course. And, it, and by doing that, sometimes it isolates us even further. For instance, to offset feelings of loneliness, there are some individuals who place intense focus on their social media presence. And that, that becomes their connectional relationship 
That's the one that they have. That is the one that they are having on screen via their computer or via their phone. And from there, oh my goodness, anxiety can just ramp on up. It can ramp on up, and it can exacerbate even more so those feelings of loneliness. I mean, think about it. How many friends do I have? How many likes have I gotten on that post? Just builds on up. I have seen and heard, and I bet you a whole bunch of other of us have as well, that so much anger is spewed forth in Facebook. Just coming out of the, just came in off of the screen. And, ooh, the unfriending, the unfriending, the insecurity. There are some statements that you just need to walk around the block. And I'm going to tell you straight up, just, it was like last week. Last week, I was so angry by a post, I was like, I got to shut the computer down and I need to go walk around the block. And I only knocked, walked around one block. I just kept on walking for 20 minutes. Mm. There have been social media posts made that have led people to become depressed, afraid, infuriated, and sometimes, sadly, taking their own lives part of the whole is missing. And within these two parables in Luke 15, 1 through 10, Jesus challenges us to consider what it means to be community, community, and how to care for one another. Hmm. Jesus, friend, teacher, Savior, Lord, way, presence. He challenges us to consider, does the community have any limitations? Does the community have any boundaries? Because the community isn't whole if the one isn't welcomed, if the one isn't searched for, if the one isn't found. As a Christian faith community, we believe in the seeking of an affirming love of God because we see that love incarnate in Jesus Christ, the Son of the Eternal One, who came to seek and make sure we are found. That we are also told and that we know this from Deuteronomy the Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Friends, there comes a moment in Dear Evan Hansen when the musical uh, pushes forth this message that even when you feel alone, that you're never truly alone because of community caring for the whole. And there's this powerful number. Uh, it's such a great number. You will be found. And we are told that every time someone stands up and admits to feeling uh, lonely or anxious, everyone feels a little less lost. Let us receive now the song from our multi-talented Andrew Orbison and the worship band. Have you ever felt forgotten in 
the middle of nowhere Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear So let that lonely feeling wash away Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand You can reach, reach out your hand And oh Someone will come running and I know they'll take you home Even when the dark comes crashing through When you need a friend to carry you When you're broken on the ground You will be found So let the sun come streaming in As you reach up and you rise again Lift your head and look around someone to carry you when you're broken on the ground you will be found so let the sun come shaming in as you reach up and you'll rise again if you only look around you will be found you will be found you will be found Andrew, just like last week, uh, as you sang Who I'd Be from Shrek the Musical, uh, it is such a blessing. And thank you to the amazing team of our talented musicians and voices. Amen. Even when the dark comes crashing through and when you need a friend to carry you, when you're, you're broken on the ground, you will be found. Fits well with these two parables, right? Dear Evan Hansen takes on uh, difficult subject matters, and we're talking like mental illness, suicide, loneliness, and so much more, and stands firm saying, we as a community need to take notice of those who are struggling. We as a community need to converse about these difficult issues so that the shame that normally follows fades away. 
We as a community want people to gain courage in themselves so that they know they aren't alone, that they aren't broken because of these feelings and whatever it is they're going through. True redemption happens when our minds and our hearts are changed to such a degree that we can't see community as being whole unless all are included and none are lost. I'm coming to a close with today's message, and I want to share a quote that I, I, I saw that was from Mother Teresa, uh, who was just an amazing human being. And aside from her passion for serving the poor and the underprivileged, Mother Teresa helped change and inspire the world by showing us what universal love truly means. And here's the quote. We can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair, and hopelessness is love. I want to continue with one other statement that I found that was made by Mother Teresa. Uh, while this so slide, it remains in place, and it speaks to this morning's scripture passage, to our gospel according to Broadway series and to community. And here's the quote. There is a terrible hunger for love. We all experience that in our lives, the pain, the loneliness. We must have the courage to recognize it. The poor, you may have right in your own family. Find them. Love them. Before you speak, it is necessary for you to listen. For God speaks in the silence of the heart. Speak tenderly to them. Let there be kindness in your face, in your eyes, in your smile, in the warmth of your greeting. Always have a cheerful smile. Don't only give your care, but give your heart also. Friends, we journey toward wholeness. We seek a whole life to connect, to, be, uh, to love and be loved, yeah? What dear Evan Hansen says is true. We need each other. And we need to know we will be there for one another when those shadows try to overwhelm us. You are not alone. And the magnificent God who created you and me and everyone in the Holy One's image will never leave us nor forsake us. Let us love God and neighbor. Faith community, let us listen, speak tenderly, be kind, and provide care and give our hearts while also holding ourselves responsible for the ones we must never forget. Amen? Amen.